Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Monday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. Plenty to discuss as well. We know that the Tabureka countdown continues and we're now within three weeks of the world's richest harness race descending on Tabcourt Park, Menangle on September 2nd. We now have... Eight of the ten horses uh, confirmed for this inaugural running of the Eureka. We heard mid last week of the Aaron Bain and Summit Bloodstock slot taking in Cypher. So she is the lone mare at this point in time to be a part of the Tab Eureka. And with that, she will draw to advantage over the four-year-old Antis and Gelding. So as the field stands at the present time, still with two runners to be confirmed, the Lost Storm as a three-year-old will draw one and in Cypher as a four-year-old mare will draw two with the balance of the field to be made up from the remaining gates with 10 across the front there uh, at the Benangle 2400 metre starting point. So we still have two slots remaining, the Loader slot for Wayne and Julie Loader, the Western Jewel slot and uh, the John Singleton slot, which will be determined on Saturday night after the Singo, this new race on the calendar is undertaken. Uh, so the singer will be run as race number four on Saturday night's Menangle card. And between races four and five, John Singleton and his advisors will come up with their uh, runner for that slot. It doesn't necessarily have to be the winner of that $50,000 race, uh, but it will certainly give a, a very strong indicator as to who that will be. Nominations were through this morning for the singer. A few runners of note uh, as a part of the nominations. Wonderful to fly. The W. Way mare. She's making her way across to put her case forward, maybe to be the second mare in the race. Uh, Tim's a trooper off the back of a sensational win on Saturday night at Albion Park. He's there, as was expected. Robbie Morris engaged to drive. Captain Hammerhead was a feature race winner last Friday night. He's making his way north. Mickey O from Tasmania. He was second in the bow tide, so he's looking for a second chance. Uh, he's a son of a gun. He's a proven Group 1 winner, so it's going to be a very strong race, naturally, Gifted backing up as well. So fields uh, for Saturday night's card, including the Singo, will be released later this afternoon. That's going to be a really, really intriguing part of this Tabureka puzzle. Expecting to see Leap to Fame on Friday night at Albion Park with his final uh, start ahead of September 2nd. Catch a wave. He was back in the winner's circle at Melton on Saturday night. So that looks likely as though that will be his final official race start, looking as though a trial uh, will be maybe his path towards Eureka. And Captain Ravishing, uh, he's likely to trial on Thursday at Shepparton before making his way north. And we're likely to see him have a trial at Menangle in the lead up to the Eureka. So that's a, a bit of a rundown on how things are shaping up, but still two slots to be determined before we have our Tab Eureka field for 2023. In other news, the World Driving Championship got underway uh, late last night, earlier this morning. We know that Australia is represented this year by Pete McMullen and at this point in time Pete's sharing the lead with Canada's Doug McNair so he's at the pointy end of proceedings he was able to kick off the championship with a victory and he and Doug McNair are on 49 points uh, apiece they now head to Germany tomorrow night Australian time for another five heats and you'll be able to catch many of those heats on Sky Racing too as well kicking off at about seven o'clock uh, tomorrow evening so five more heats of the World Driving Championship 
Pete McMullen off to a cracking start. Uh, he's certainly representing the country very proudly and we'll be cheering him on for the remainder of that series as the week progresses. We're looking forward to heading to Bankstown this afternoon. Unfortunately, due to the inclement weather, that meeting has been abandoned. So no Bankstown today if you're looking for it. That leaves us uh, without a New South Wales race meeting on this Monday. But we're going to look forward to two cards of racing tomorrow shortly with Menangle and Young both scheduled to start Saturday night. We had a good night of racing on Saturday night. A few... Uh, surprise results uh, but all in all it was a really strong card of racing and one of the winners on that card was my sweet Sabrina for Jake Stockton she was successful in race number four and she was able to win really comprehensively as well found her way to the front after about 400 meters continued on the pressure and was able to pull away for a really comprehensive win Cam Hart back in the winner's circle after uh, his European holiday, returning back to the fray with Will Ricks and Mitch Turnbull and Jack Callaghan. So the uh, driving rank certainly bolstered once more and my sweet Sabrina was too good there. Good to catch up with Jake Stockton this morning to discuss that win. And with the breeding season rapidly approaching, we know Jake has a really important role to play in that side of the business as well. So keen to catch up with him for an update on how the 2023 breeding season looks. And as I say, good morning to you, Jake. Congratulations. That must have been nice to head to headquarters on Saturday night and bring home the money. Yeah, g'day, Britt. Yeah, no, it was. Um, you know, we... Uh... No, we, we went down and, um, yeah, got the result well after. So, yeah, very good. You don't train many horses. In fact, you, you've had a, a while between drinks, so to speak. You trained a few winners back in the eighteen nineteen season. But this year, in 2023, five starters, three winners. So you can't ask for much more than that. No, no. Uh, the, the training side of things um, was just... I used to back in them days. We we had a you know we had to work and you know got a young family and everything else and we really just focused on the breeding side of things and never I'd, I'd always did like the training but I think um, yeah going forward this I'm just really a little bit of a fill-in trainer at the moment. I think um, she's pretty smart and we'll probably end up um, staying down in Sydney with Wayne Dimmick in the not too distant future um, when the season um, sort of kicks off and gets a bit busier. I think um, we'll leave it down there. Well, she looks as though she'd do a, a great job around the metropolitan region, as evidenced by Saturday night. But tell us a little more about her. She's by Always Be Mickey out of Sabrina Bromack. And normally when you see the Bromack uh, name, you know that there's a bit of breeding and, and progeny behind them. So uh, what's, I yep. guess, the story with this girl? Um, the story with this girl was, um, well, Bob McArdle, um, you know, the Bromack Lodge, when he... Um, when he passed away, um, we were sort of on the phone and, you know, I even trying to work on years before that, I'm actually trying to purchase her, always had, um, you know, always got to look out for really good quality mares and, and she was one of them ones um, that we were sort of after and um, when that happened, we got in contact with his with his daughter and, yeah, we purchased, at the time, we purchased Sabrina Bromack and Crown Defender, um, both being... In foal at the time, um, Sabrina Bromack was in foal with this one. My sweet Sabrina, the always be Mickey and Crown Defender, which is that year ended up um, being the mother of Cruz Bromack, who won the New Zealand Cup that season. And she was in foal to Courage Under Fire, which we put through the sale, and that um, ended up to be district attorney. So um, there, so them quality mares are just really hard to get. We just got lucky there, and yeah, we've had great results with with both of them, both of them mares. 
Yeah, it certainly uh, turned out to be a, a smart phone call to make by the sounds of things. So she's only relatively lightly raced, uh, this yep. girl, my sweet Sabrina. She's won six from 21 now. She's done a bit of travelling, started off with the Frisbees, uh, then made her way down to Victoria where she did a, a really handy job as well. So you mentioned that at this point in time she'll continue on to, to race for another season or two? Yes, she will. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I never... So we bred her and, and she was one that never went through the sales. Um we wanted to keep her just to, as insurance, you know, at the filly out of that mare. And, um, yeah, we didn't try it too. She was just a really immature um, type. She she was probably on the smaller side as the yearling was always a bit narrow and really just needed time to mature. And most of the progeny of Sabrina have been older horses and, you know, same being with the father, you know, got better with age. So we didn't really rush her because we were in no hurry. Never tried her at two, sort of tried her at three and she was still a little bit, immature like early three-year-old days but yeah i just think um going forward she's yeah what she's showing me here at home she's probably as good as what i've i've had um we haven't had you know i've never trained the any any you know top top line ones but i've been around with bernie kelly when we've had some you know we've had your likes of frifts and greg kelly's and all that sort of stuff and i think she'll measure up um next season with the, with the better mares um going around so we've actually Threw in the noms this week. We might have thrown in the deep end, but I think I don't. Um, with the barrier draw in our favour of mares, we've nominated for the singer this week. Um, not sure if we'll get a run, but um, we'll be there if if we do. And yeah, I don't think she she won't disgrace us, herself in that field either. I don't think. Yeah, no, I did see her in there and I thought, why not? There's not too many opportunities for to race for that sort of money and the opportunity further on to be part of the Eureka. And with that winning form on her side, and you mentioned the barrier draw advantage as well, uh, she would certainly uh, make a really good account of herself. On Saturday night, just gone, you engaged Cam Hart and you must have uh, uh, filled him with plenty of confidence because... He drove her in that way as well. And she looks fairly uh, versatile in saying that. We've seen her in front a few times, but she's got very good yep. high speed as well. Yeah, she, well, they, that was the thing. She'd always been driven for a high speed. And I sort of, at Wagga here the week before um, when she'd won, she went um, she went 52 round Wagga. Um, and they and she'd, led, she'd never led before. And I sort of told Lee Sutton before the race, I said, She's been driven for a speed, but I honestly think she is versatile. I think she's as, as strong as she is fast. So she was a surprise leader that day. Um, you know, there was a couple of short price favourites that go really good. And, um, yeah, he took her to the front and, you know, there was pressure on. I think she went 26-8 down the back. Um, you know, when they when the one in the chair, sort of another one three wide and the, the speed was on. And, yeah, she he just told me when he came off, he said she'd just done it with ease. Um, you know, and I think even now on Saturday night, She's only gone 53, but I was sort of pretty confident she'd run a lot quicker than that if she had to because um, she gets a bit complacent just out in front, a little bit lazy. Still hasn't sort of worked it out um, in front, but if something had come up outside her, um, she would have um, yeah, went a lot quicker if needed to be. Yeah, no doubt about that. She uh, did, as you mentioned, Cam Hart was just working on her, but she continued yeah. to find. And then when the home straight came, it's like she dropped down into another gear. So exciting times there and uh, yeah. crossing our fingers and toes that we can see her in that singer on Saturday night as well to have an opportunity against the better ones. As I mentioned off the top, it's always a, a busy time of year for yourself and your family with breeding season just around the corner. In fact, we're only what a, a little while away until we'll start seeing foals on the 
ground. So how does uh, the breeding <coughs> season look for, for Team Stockton this year? Yeah, well, we, we um, you know, pretty excited. Bookings are coming in already, which is which is good to see. Um, we've got, um, we'll only have the two stallions this season, um, which were our most popular two last year with Tintin America heading our roster. Um, and a pretty exciting um, night for him, you know, most likely looking at Noms in the Singo with Tim's a trooper probably being starting starting favourite there, I'd think. Um, so we might have our girl there, but we'll still uh, we'll sort of be cheering for him um, as well for the farm. Um, yeah, and he's just he's going from strength to strength. Um, and yeah, and, and be happy, Mac off his back of his first season um, served a you know, really good book of mares and some good quality mares. So yeah, I'm pretty excited that them two boys going forward, you know, that um, yeah, they'll be producing the goods into the future. Yeah, he's one of the most underrated stallions going around. I think Tinted in America, he continues to do a great job and Tim's a trooper is absolutely flying. It would be great to see him represented uh, in the Eureka uh, with that horse and I have no doubt he'd do a mighty job as well. He is in incredible form. Tim's a trooper as he has been as a two, three and four year old. Really appreciate your time this morning, Jake, and uh, best of luck with my sweet Sabrina. Here's hoping she can go around in the big one on Saturday night and who knows uh, what will follow and best of luck as well with the uh, impending breeding season. Hope all goes well. Yep, thanks, Brett. Good on you. Jake Stockton joining us this morning. A Metropolitan win on Saturday night at Menangle with a really progressive mare by the name of My Sweet Sabrina. She's one that we can jot down and it sounds as though the best is yet to come with her. We'll take a really quick break here uh, for On The Pace. In fact, we might roll along and uh, check in with Josh Gallagher uh, at this point in time, we might as well. Josh would have been looking forward to going to Bankstown today. Unfortunately, uh, that hasn't transpired with the wet weather, Josh. But uh, in saying that, maybe it's uh, not the best day to be out uh, driving racehorses around. Good morning to you. Hey, morning, Britt. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Not the, the kindest of conditions there today? No, it's pretty wet. Um, you know, it rained all last night and... Um... You know, luckily they made an early call so we didn't have to get there and call them off while we are there. Yeah, no, uh, indeed, certainly a positive uh, for all involved. No one having to get out on the roads either uh, to get to the track there at Bankstown today. So just if you miss the earlier news, Bankstown this afternoon abandoned, but you've still got tomorrow to look forward to at Menangle and you look to have a, a really strong book of drives. We'll go through them now with an early look ahead to that meeting. Race number one, you kick things off with last Klansman, a, a last start winner. He put it all together. He's uh, always been a horse that's promised a little bit. Speaking of Tintin in America, we're just speaking to Jake Stockton. This is a, a trotter by Tintin in America, which I'm not sure we've seen too many of, but he can trot when he puts his mind to it. Yeah, he's um, you know, he's only a very light race trotter and um, you know, he never really got going until he was um, a late three-year-old and um, you know, it's from a stand this week and um, he doesn't have really the best stand form but um, you know, he's got to try and learn somehow and um, you know, learn in the races so um, hopefully we can get him away and um, you know, if he's trotting, trotting in the field, he'll be very close. In terms of the issues that he has with the standing start, is it is it a case of wanting to pace off the mark or is it uh, more so that uh, he just doesn't enjoy the, the standing part of it? I guess heading into tomorrow, uh, what are you going to do to try and mitigate those few issues that he's had in the past? 
Yeah, we'll just, um, you know, just try and keep him moving. Um, it's not that he doesn't pace the way. He just, he's just um, one of those horses that's got to learn how to do it. And um, being pace and bred, they're not really used to um, coming off the mark real quick in a trot. So, um, yeah, we'll just try and keep his mind on the job and um, keep him moving before the start. All right, that's race number one. All eyes on last Klansman at the start, but uh, over the 2,300 metres, as long as he's safely away, even if he's slowly away, he does look a, a good chance judging by that last start victory. It's Fergie time in race number two. We'll go around as an outsider. Uh, it's a horse that's got a, quite a nice overall record. She's got some ability, this mare. I'm not sure if you've driven her in the past, but you would have seen plenty of her. Yeah, no, first, um, first drive on her this week and um, Robbie normally drives her, but he's on the sideline, so I've managed to pick up the reins here. And um, you know, she's a quality filly, and um, you know, once she puts it all together, she's been really good. And um, I don't think there's too many standouts um, in this race. And um, although being Valley Star won Saturday night race off the stand last start, um, he's off ten metres, so. Um, you know, if we can step away and um, run a good front running up front, I think we'll be hard to catch. All right, that's race number two. It's Fergie time. Does look a, a decent enough chance there in a wide open race with a few handicapped runners looking the main chances. Race number three. Tell us a little bit about this Philly Dolce drama. Uh, I see that you haven't driven her prior but again you would have seen a little bit of her Robbie has been driving her in uh, many of her trials and also uh, her lone race day start she went to the races and was successful on debut which is always a a positive sign she's from a good family and despite it being a a strong enough two-year-old race there tomorrow and the wide gate she looks as though she's above average yeah no she um you know she did a lot of work at um Bathurst first up to come away with the win and um, you know, she got a very good trip then and um you know, it's only a small field of seven and a few handy horses. Um, you know, if we can get a sort of the right trip at the, the right time and um you know, I don't think she'll be out of it. Um she's only very green, only having the one start and um but yeah, she's still got a lot to learn. Mm, she's one to watch there tomorrow, Dolce Drama, with a, a view to the future. Race number six, you've, in fact, race number four, you've got Operative Anna from a, a wide front row draw. Race number six, a, a kind of draw here with Parallel, who bobs up when the race is run to suit and he can get the right trip, and that could be the case tomorrow as well. Yeah, he's been a good, honest horse um, for connections and the stable, and, um, you know, he, he can run a 52-mile and, um, although it's not a very strong field, um, you know, we'll just have to sort of drive him through his speed and, um, yeah, just come with one run and that's how he likes it. All right, that's race number six, horse number four, parallel, but uh, with the right run in transit, can certainly run a, a solid race there. And in the final race, race number eight, Tommy Waterhouse is a really intriguing runner for mine. You haven't driven this guy in the past, but... Uh, at his best and on his best New Zealand form, he'd be really hard to beat in this race. He won seven in New Zealand, uh, raced against the best over there. He's joined the Kevin Pizzuto stable, and uh, he hasn't probably lived up to expectations just yet, Josh, but this is the sort of race that he could bounce back in. He's a quality horse, this guy. Yeah, he sort of hasn't come over here and fired um, in his first two starts over here. 
Um, you know, they've been on sort of Metro. His two two runs here been Metro nine on Saturday night, and that's um, big dropping grade for him in uh, dropping back to a Tuesday. Um, I don't know what we do early. You know, you got Don Boston inside us, and um, he sort of runs a pretty good, honest run up front. So, um, you know, I think I think we might just have to drive him with a sit and um, see if he can find the line. All right, that's race number eight tomorrow, Tommy Waterhouse. A, a strong book of drives. Looks to be a, a few potential chances there, Josh. If you had to pinpoint one, uh, who are you going to the races tomorrow with uh, with the most confidence? Um, with the most confidence, I'm probably probably going to have to go with it's Fergie time. Um, I know it's first up, but, um, you know, her trials have been outstanding and, um, you know, she's been trialling in standing starts. Um so, yeah, if she can step away and keep them honest, I think she'll be hard to beat. And also, Tommy Waterhouse, um, I'm intrigued to see how he go as well tomorrow. Mm, yeah, certainly. Race two, number one, it's Fergie time, a good push there. And in the final race on the card, Tommy Waterhouse, a big watch on him. We're less than three weeks out from the Tab Eureka, Josh, and I'm sure that you're looking forward to seeing a, a race of this quality in your backyard. Still looking for a drive, but if you were to have the choice of drives at this point in time uh, for the Tab Eureka, who would you want to be jumping aboard? Uh, yeah, look, I have to go with Blake Fame. Um, you know, just horses, horse off his calibre is just, um, you know, something I've never seen before and um, you know, he, he, when he comes to Sydney, he comes to stable at the Morris family and Lucky Lodge. And, um, yeah, no, he's just a different kind of animal and something I've never, never seen before. Yeah, I agree. In my time in harness racing, I was able to see Blacks a fake and he was a machine. But uh, this guy looks as though he could go on and, and do a, a mighty job. He's still got to do it, but he has all of the weapons to, to do so. And he's the current tab favourite for the tab Eureka. So I'm sure that he would be many's choice. Good luck tomorrow at the track. Josh, appreciate your time this morning. Cheers. Thank you. Josh Gallagher joining us this morning here for On The Pace. So a, a few nice enough odds there tomorrow as well that he's keen on. So he might be a, a driver that we can follow with some confidence. And he's in uh, Team Leap to Fame for the Tab Eureka. will be intriguing to get a, a few of our drivers' thoughts over the next few weeks. I'm sure that there'll be a few in Leap to Fame's camp. However, uh, it's no one-horse race and we're starting to see this field come together uh, very smartly indeed. But first, keen to grab the thoughts of Lucas Rando on his chances on Wednesday night at Bathurst. We're looking at, into the future a little bit, but of course, Bankstown today uh, was abandoned due to the state of the track. So no harness racing in New South Wales on this Monday. We'll race at Menangle tomorrow, uh, Young tomorrow night, and then we'll turn our attention to Bathurst on Wednesday evening, as is always the case. It's a, a strong card of races, eight races in total there from Bathurst on Wednesday. Lucas Rando will head there. He's our final guest for this morning's edition of On The Pace. Good morning to you, Lucas. Good morning, Brittany. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. It would have been disappointing news uh, from a drive's perspective when that uh, came through surrounding Bankstown. It looked as though you had quite a good book today. Yeah, it wasn't ideal that they had to call them off, but safety is the number one priority. But, yeah, I did have a few drives that I thought were quite good chances today, unfortunately. 
Here's hoping over the next two days you can make up for it because you do have some really strong drives at Bathurst on Wednesday night. We'll touch on that shortly. But firstly, on the support, it sounds or it seems as though uh, things are really starting to kick into gear for you. You're getting uh, some good quality drives, plenty taking advantage of your claim and uh, for several different stables as well. Yeah, since they've readjusted the handicapping system, obviously it's been a bit more beneficial to junior drivers and I've been one of the beneficiaries and um, I've been so fortunate to be surrounded by a good support network the whole way through and now the past couple of months started to take off, yeah. He's hoping that can continue as well and it does appear as though a lot of junior drivers are getting good opportunities with that change to the handicapping system. So uh, great to see you're off to Menangle tomorrow. Race one, number one, the Night King. You've been aboard this horse uh, at his last few starts and he hasn't been too far away. He's knocking on the door. No, he's getting close to a win. Uh, the trainer, Ben Swan, he's another young bloke. He's only about my age and he's done a, he's done a good job with him since he's got a hold of him. He's given him six or seven starts and he's unlike a lot of trotters he's got one thing going for him and he just trots the whole way so he's always thereabouts in that sort of grade and he should be tomorrow as well yeah, absolutely that's race one at number one tomorrow uh racing in really strong form and knocking on the door to win a race then you're off to bathurst on wednesday night and you kick things off in race number two with the terrifier for trevor monday who you're going to drive three four uh there trev's giving you some good support yeah he's been my biggest supporter the whole way through since i've since I started driving track work, he's been the person I've gone to for advice every single time before anyone else, and he's been phenomenal to me, and it's been good the past few months with my driving improving. It's made it a little bit easier for him to provide me race drives, and he's been good to me Wednesday. I was down on four, but uh, two of them ended up in the same race, so we're going for three. Excellent stuff. Well, you start off with the Terrifier, a horse that you know well. You've uh, partnered him in all of his Australian starts. Looks as though he's a horse with a few quirks, but he has some ability and he put it all together last time out there at Penrith. Yeah, uh, he was a horse formerly trained by my father, James. He bought him from New Zealand and he, he had a reasonable enough opinion of him. But as you alluded to, he has a tendency to do a few things wrong in his races, but since Trevor's got him in, he's driven, I won't say perfectly, but he's been a lot more tractable. And he showed that last start because he was able to finish off his races, unlike he was doing before. And he's drawn suitably for horses who race and pattern Wednesday, so he shouldn't be far away. Right, that's race number two, horse number 10, the Terrifier, over the 2260 metres, but has a, a nice trailing draw. Our Princess Kennedy, her numbers don't look flash, but this seems like a, the right sort of race for her. She's got the ace draw, short course, uh, dropping back in grade, taking advantage of your claim and hers. So uh, can she bounce back? Yeah, as you said, her numerical form's nothing flash at all, but... She's probably been flying under the radar a little bit. Her last start, she didn't do a lot, but she's a horse that tends to race better up on speed. So she doesn't draw to be on speed. It's sort of curtain sometimes, but this is the best draw she's had the whole time Trevor's had her. So I'd have liked to imagine we're going to try and make use of it. She should be there about. There's a few nice ones in it too, though. All right, that's race number three on Wednesday night at Bathurst, our Princess Kennedy. Kiss Me Elvis comes up with a sticky draw there to the eye in race number four, a bit of speed inside and out. But uh, you haven't driven this guy for a few starts, but he's won $100,000 across his career, so you can't discount him in this sort of race. 
No, that's exactly exactly right. He's been racing credibly at an angle of a Saturday, so you might appreciate the drop back to the 1,000-metre track at Bathurst and slightly lesser grade. It's just a matter of where we get to from the barrier, but I, I, I can't see him running poorly, no. And your final drive, race six, number nine, Max Dude. You're driving for uh, Matthew McCarthy. Probably a little hard to get a line on. This horse is only relatively new to New South Wales and you haven't driven him previously, but uh, that's race six, number nine, Max Dude uh, on Wednesday night at Bathurst. I asked Josh Pryor, Lucas, and I know that you're a real student of form and you'd be looking forward to this Tabureka on September 2nd. Who's the horse to beat? If you could drive any horse uh, so far, can confirmed for the Tabureka, or, or if there's a sleeper that's yet to be determined, uh, who do you think is uh, the strongest hope in this $2.1 million feature? Um, I could possibly be Leap to, Fame's, Leap to Fame's biggest fan in Australia. I've been very vocal about how good I think that horse is and compared to other horses I've seen throughout my lifetime, and I just I can't find a way whereby he gets beat. In the Eureka, I think he's the clear standout, and the market reflects that, obviously. But I did see a horse nominated for the Singo on Saturday that's a bit of a wild card for mine, uh, Wonderful to Fly. He's been quite dominant over in the West, admittedly against the Phillies over there, but he's a very, very interesting horse coming across. So she's probably the one that's going to come from the left wing a little bit for mine. Mm, yeah, she is an interesting addition to that singer, the fact that she'll draw well and uh, really the unknown. But what she's done in her career so far has been really impressive. So looking forward to that singer on Saturday night, but another vote for Leap to Fame, and I'm sure that they'll keep flowing through over the next few weeks as we lead towards the big one. Appreciate your time this morning, Lucas. Best of luck over the next few days. And uh, here's hoping there's a few winners amongst uh, your steers. That's all good. Thank you. Lucas Rando joining us this morning, one of the more informed uh, junior drivers in New South Wales at the present time. He's having a very strong season and uh, he's got one drive tomorrow at Menangle that looks a good hope, but there, particularly at Bathurst on Wednesday night, a few key hopes across that card of racing. So a further reminder, no Bankstown today, that meeting abandoned. Our next card of racing in New South Wales will be tomorrow afternoon, the 1st of 8 from Menangle, kicking off at one o nine.